So it's kind of cool. So I know we got a couple of new faces. If I haven't had a chance to meet you, I'm Casey. Um, one of the pastors here serving alongside you. And uh, we'll have you come up and give your testimony here in just a little bit. I'm totally kidding. Just, just, just kidding. People are like, oh no. Uh, no, not that kind of church. Sorry. But uh, but you, I did get your attention all of a sudden. That was kind of nice. So kind of cool. So man, it's a kind of a really neat, uh, really neat day. Like I said, thank you, worship team. Uh, I say this a lot, but I think we got one of the best worship teams in the country. Uh, that was amazing, and I needed it, guys. Like I said, it just helps me to get ready to to preach, really. And you know, when you're not ready to preach on Sunday morning, that's a that's a tough gig, right? When you got stuff going on. But uh, man, it was kind of a kind of a neat thing. So I had a lot of folks praying for me this morning. Uh, so I was just, just had all kinds of different things on my mind and that kind of thing. Coming off that flu bug that everybody was getting, I had that for a couple of days this week, so I'm already like on edge as it is, so physically I'm out, so, but man, I feel great now, and, and, and I'm ready to preach. If you're ready to hear me preach, all right, all right, wow, most of the time people are like, boo, no, <laughs> somebody else, because I, I, I've actually announced that when like Pete's preaching or somebody's preaching, I'm like, hey, you don't have to hear me next week, and I'm like, hallelujah, that's like so awesome, but uh, I love our church, man, it's just so cool. Love our church, man. For we're a family. I'm your brother. You're my sis, brother and sister. So we get to give each other a hard time, right? It's kind of how it works. And so, you know, we talk about that. We talk about being brothers and children, like children of God, and all the different things that we we talk about. But because we're children of God together, we're brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters ought to rib each other a little bit and give each other a hard time. So I'm like, this is what it's what it's all about. Have fun, right? Uh, my brother Tom got his. Patrick Mahomes throwback Texas Tech jersey on today, man. Come on, man. Uh, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Man, come on. That's, go Chiefs today, man. So one win away from the Super Bowl. Get get, get it, man. We should do this. We should do this. So, uh, And, I, you know, and I, that's, just, that's just fun. So I got a little bit of ribbon about my Bobby Boucher Waterboy jersey I wore a couple of weeks ago. They said, don't wear that again. That is too close to, uh, to uh, Denver Broncos colors. Uh, maybe in the summer or something I'll do that, but, uh, but, but who knows. So I would never hurt the heart of God by, by putting on a Denver Broncos jersey. I hope you understand that, my brothers and sisters, right? Uh, but man, we are. we are. We are in this series called Believe, man. And uh, man, I'll tell you what, I am, I am jazzed up. There's something going on uh, about, about this series, what's happening in families and what's happening across our, our church, uh, like just our, our church body is just awesome. Uh, got a, uh, actually a Facebook post from Steve talking about, uh, Steve Sanford talking about, uh, the fact that his kids are like, Hey, are we going to read this book together? Like that kind of, like as a family that the children are going excited about it. Like, here's what I want us to do with this, this Believe. And being a Believe group, we've got uh, the Soul Sisters. Oh, I, I didn't say it right again. The Soul Sisters, right? On Monday nights, uh, we've got uh, Tuesday nights. We've got a couple of, uh, couple of Believe groups at, at homes, uh, that kind of thing. If you want to sign up for any of those, if you want to go on the app and sign up for one of the uh, one of Believe groups, man, get in one. It is awesome. I know you guys at Loma are going to be starting one here uh, next week, if I'm understanding. So if you're interested in live out the, out in the Loma Vista area or that way, man, man, join up one over there. We've got them thir- uh, Wednesday nights here, uh, uh, both inside and outside. For The outside is for the guys only. You ladies get your own, the guys get their own. So there. Um, uh, but yeah, so it's, what's that? Uh, yeah, yeah, man, yours is, uh, yours is great, man. Yours is awesome. I'm like, golly, you guys are, you guys are killing it. The, the soul sisters are killing it. 
But uh, man, lots of fun. Lots of stuff coming out. A lot of stories coming out of that. We got, and so we got Wednesday. We got Thursday night. We got, uh, uh, I think, like Ed said, every night but sa- but Friday and Saturday. So tonight, you guys, uh, the youth and the Believe Group are going to do Believe Group together, all as one, and then watch the Chiefs beat the snot out of the uh, Patriots. Right? You heard the, you heard what the uh, what the pilot said on his on, on right. Uh, bringing the Patriots into Kansas City Airport. Touchdown, Touchdown Kansas City, right? Come on. Right on. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> to the chagrin of Tom Brady and the, and the rest of the bunch. But, but let's get into the message a little bit, man. Uh, while we're on the subject of Jesus, right? Uh, we've been in this belief series, like I said, and I think some really cool things are happening. Uh, it's starting to awaken a desire for people to get into the Word. Is what I'm, what I'm in essence hearing. Because I don't ever want people to believe to, to read the Believe book in, instead of the Bible. I want to use the tool Believe this the series and 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 the book and the Believe groups to point us to the Scriptures. That's what we what is desired here. Um, and by the way, throughout January. Uh, each of the books, the, the study guide, the, every book we have, the kids, the youth, the study guide, and the, uh, the, the regular belief book for just, just to read, every one of them is $10 a piece. But if you buy two of any of them just through January, they're 20 bucks. So um, do the math. Yeah. Whoo, <laughs> crickets, man. 845 service, like, that's so crazy. And you guys are like, wait, 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 hold on, hold up. Hey, that, hey, that's not a sale. That's, a, that's right. So we, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, man. But yeah, man, check one of those out. But, but man, what did you guys think about the Elijah, Elijah challenge to the Baal prophets last week, man, that we talked about? Dude, that was crazy. Like, man, yeah, like he was, he was calling it a WWE wrestling match. I'm from South, so I say wrestling, right? But, man, like he was, he was throwing it down with those guys. He was challenging them. And he showed, and God showed himself to be the one true God. And I love what he did there, man. Like we talked about that, that, God, that, 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 that our God that we serve, the God of, uh, God of Abraham, Isaac, right, is the, uh, is the one and only God, the true God. And for many religions, when we start talking about the different things that we, we, we talk about, I remember a couple weeks ago, I talked about the fact that I had gone through an investigation on my own. You guys with me, right, so far? Gone through an investigation on my own to find out whether or not this what we believe is legit and true. And in comparison, especially to in comparison, all the other religions that there is absolutely no evidence of anything spiritual, supernatural in anything other than what we believe. That's incredible to me. And it is like, if that's not good enough, every other, just about every other faith system that you go out there is about what you do. Like you got to do this, you got to pray this, you got to eat this, you got to go here, you got to, it's stuff you do. For us, it's a matter of, it's done. Let me repeat that. For every other religious faith system, it's a matter of what you do. For us, it is a matter of what has been done. Wow! It's a huge mind shift when you start thinking about like that like that this is something for for us it has already been done rather than doing things to get to god our good works and the things that we do are response to what god did to get to us amen 
That's incredible to me. Like, like this is something when we realize that God has pursued a knucklehead like me. And remember, you're my brothers and sisters. And he's pursued a knuckleheads like y'all, right? Don't take offense. We're brothers. We got to rib each other a little bit. But you're a knucklehead and so am I. Like we don't deserve anything he's given us. But that's who God is, right? And for that, we, we ought to walk around with some swag. You know what I mean by swag? A little confidence, right? You ever see Conor McGregor walk, come into an MMA match? Right? You want me to do that again? Somebody told me there's a boss walk online or something like that. I don't know. Anybody know anything? I don't know about it. Boss walk. We ought to spiritually be walking like this, man. Or for some of you older cats like George Jefferson, right? <laughs> Am I right? Y'all know? Y'all know? Now, not, not on the outside, but on the inside. Like with this, this, this amazing God that created absolutely everything, completely timeless, like has no concept of past, present, or future. He said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus said, I am the one who is, who one who was, and one who is to come. How are you all three? Because you're not bound in linear time, past, present, and future like we are. That's why when Moses said, who shall I say sends me? He says, I am. That's crazy, right? Like that stuff that, and he cares about you and me. Even knows the number of hairs on your head. And for some of us, he don't have to count that much, right? <laughs> but some of you guys got beards to, oh, to compensate. Like it's awesome, right? Like that's why, that's why I don't have a beard. I don't want to cause God all that much trouble having to count, right? <laughs> some of you, look at the Tony. God's going to be here for a minute, right? <laughs> But think about that. He knows. He knows. Like He cares about the, the very smallest details of our lives. Now, my brothers and sisters, that ought to give us some great swagger and some great confidence in the Lord. You know, uh, you know I'm a big fan of rap music and a big fan of heavy metal music, and, and that's God's favorite style of music, those two together. When Back in the early 2000s, rap and heavy metal was like to combined. And I think... Like, that Jesus was going to come back for a second, you know? I mean, he was like, okay, perfect music. It's done. And he's like, no, no, we got to wait for a little while. But it was amazing, right? But one of the, one of the greatest lines, it's not my favorite rapper, not my favorite song, but it's a great, my favorite line of any rap song. It's by a, a guy out of St. Louis named Cash Hollister. And it's a, it's a song called Lay It Down. And he says, in the song, he says, I'm mislabeled as cocky. But I'm just quick to brag on my Savior. Where do you think I get my swagger from? Isn't that cool? Like, I just love that. I love that thought about, man, it's about God giving me his confidence. Because God is, is good. And God has a plan. And God cares for us. I try to figure this out. Like, some people are like, why does God do that? I, I, I don't have a good explanation. I, I really don't. People are like, well, because God is love, and God is a good father, and God is this. And God. Well, I get that, but I still struggle, not struggle, like I'm glad, and it gives me great hope and, and confidence in him. But to be honest with you, I can't tell you why God would spend his time with a knucklehead like me. I can't. 
I, I, like, I've tried to figure this out. I'm trying to, and I'm not, I'm not looking at it like he's got some ulterior motive or anything like that. I'm looking at it. Man, God must really love beyond any measurable thing that I could think of. That is crazy that he would do what he did, send his one and only son to pay the ultimate price for me and for, for you. Like, I just, I just, I can't figure that out. And I'm not saying I'm looking, like, again, I'm not, like, suspicious. I just don't know. I don't have a good explanation for that. And this is why I love God, because he allows me, with my lack of understanding in a lot of things, to come to him anyway and ask him questions. Come to him anyway and talk to him and, and, and be with him daily and learn a little bit more, because this is a, this is a newsflash for us. It's a lifelong pursuit of him we will never fully understand him if we could god would not be worth worshiping if we could fully understand him i don't want to worship a smarter version of me i want somebody that's a whole whole uh, like immeasurably better than i am because i want to be worshiping the one true true god in our belief books this week there are several examples of god showing personal care toward his people and a desire and a love for us people, we talk about Abraham and Sarah in Genesis 21, where they had to wait years and years for a, a son. And even they even got a little impatient, took matters in their own hands, which was weird, which caused a lot of problems that we're even still dealing with today. Talking about David in the Psalms, where he said he's just, just worshiping God and said, God, you knit me together in my mother's, my mother's womb. Hezekiah in 2 Kings 20 responds, like God responds to his prayer for more life, right? God says, you're going to die, and he prays for more, more time, and God gives it to him. I mean, why would God take the time? Because he's God, right? That's the only explanation I got. Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapters 1 and in chapter 20, where Jeremiah says, you knew me before I was knit together in my mother's womb, which shows that there's this eternality, there's this understanding of God's not bound by this linear time which blows my mind and he still takes that moments those times how do you describe it right to to care and love his kids you and me and of course the gift of jesus himself right god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have it to have everlasting life Jesus even said, like, God, this is amazing again. When he's talking about making disciples, Jesus said, go make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey. We got some baptisms in the third service that are coming up. A couple of folks from Loma, right? Woo-hoo, right? This is why we plant churches, y'all. People respond to something new. It's amazing. And they respond to, to the gospel, but when somebody enters into a new place, man. People are like, whoa, we got, what's going on? All of a sudden, like, I'm, like this, it is incredible, right? Like we planted here four years ago. We've had, a, this will be over 110 baptisms we've had after today. This is ridiculous what God does, but that's how he works, amen. He cares about us. Jesus even said, I am with you to the very end of the age in Matthew 28 after the Great Commission. Paul as a um, uh, a guy that was a persecutor of Christians in the in the if you read the book of Acts he was actually killer uh, like he was a murderer and he was on his way to go kill and persecute some more Christians and throw them in jail. Uh, by the way, has anybody ever done that to Christians? Killed them, thrown them in jail, or anything like that? 
Well, uh, here's the deal. Like, news flash. If you've done less than that, God can still use you. <laughs> this is the cool thing, because he does this with Paul. Paul kills people, his people, and he meets him on the road, uh, road as Paul was going to Damascus and said, Saul at the time, his name was Saul. Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he, and he abruptly reach, like, like confronts Paul in this. And Paul comes to know the Lord, man, and is the, like, the most prolific writer in the New Testament. If God can use a guy like that, why are we sweating our past? Amen? Why am I? But God, I can't really approach you. You know what I've done. I've had these conversations with God. There's sometimes I'll still wake up and I'm like, God, are you sure? You still want me doing this, right? Are you sure? This, like, you know me. And God's like, I know. That's amazing. But he calls and cares for us. And Paul writes a letter to this, this new church in, in Rome that's struggling with uh, Hebrew traditions and Gentiles who both come to know Jesus as, as their Lord and Savior. And they're, they're kind of wrestling through, wrestling through some of the, some of the, the laws and, and, and regulations and, and rules. Remember I talked about it's not about what to do, it's about what's been, been done. And so there's this natural tendency to want to gravitate towards stuff I, I can do. And Paul writes this letter to Romans. I'm going to go through a chapter in Romans. It's going to take about 10 minutes. I want you to, to be aware. But also, man, be, be thinking about how can I take 10 minutes a day and, and get into this myself? Because I hear people starting to read us. I don't understand it. I'm like, keep reading it. Keep reading it. Hey, when you get to the end, start over. Keep reading it, right? Like, see what God reveals to you. And when for the rest of your life you keep doing that, you'll understand him a whole lot more at the end of your life than you do now, but you'll never fully understand him anyway, right? Just keep pursuing him as he's pursued us. What does Jesus say? Draw near to me and I'll draw near, near to you. Paul writes, therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And that ought to be enough for me, man. Because everything else I've ever done, people are like, uh-uh, no, sorry, man. Nope, sorry. Nope, nope, you're not good enough. Nope, this, right? You see what I mean on that? Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. As I continue to read this Scripture, guys, look for ways God has shown His love and His care and His passion for His people. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on flesh on what the flesh desires but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, 
This is the challenge Paul's bringing. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. I'm going to share with you something here in a second. Hang with me for just a little bit. But if Christ is in you, then even your body is subject to death because of sin. The Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, listen, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Pause for just a second and, and contemplate this, what this means. Because I've had this shoulder injury dealio for like 10 months. It's better. I can do this now and that now, but it's still kind of just sore. Um, it's taken, as I'm getting older, I'm 50 now, right? I can kick and stretch and kick. But it just hurts a lot more than it used to, right? (laughs) But I've had this shoulder, right, that's just bugged. It's just irritating now. And it's taken a whole lot longer to heal than it did in my 20s. Like, it just... You should just spring back from something like that. And as we get older, and as we get older, guys, like this is like, like be thinking about this. But ultimately, we get, if we're in Him and He's in us, we get these new bodies that we're going to talk about here in a second. Guys, I can't wait. Think about this. No more decay. No more exhaustion. No more flu bug that I got this past week that a lot of you guys got this stomach junk stuff it was nasty right no more of that hallelujah how many people got that this week oh come on man y'all a bunch of liars i know we had a bunch of people got it this week right no lying in church but seriously what's up we already had it was last week okay i'm sorry but think about that no more of that that's amazing it's an incredible thing and i love him for that but you know what i love what jesus does more than anything else he desires to be with us. Even in Revelation, if you recall, a, few year, a couple of years ago we talked about this, that in Revelation 3, when he's judging the churches, and he judges a church called Laodicea, and he says to Laodicea, hey, because you're neither hot nor cold, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. And the temptation as a teacher to go, you don't want to be chunks in Jesus' vomit, do you? Right? Because that'd be gross and would really have a, an illustration people would remember. But he says something crazy after that. That, I will, that, that, that blows my mind. I don't say crazy like he's insane. I'm talking about it just is, it, it's remarkable to me. He says something like when he says, but I will knock on the door and anyone who opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person. He just wants to be with us. He just wants to have fellowship with us if we want to have fellowship with him. And he says something even more amazing. He says, to that person, I will put you on my throne with me. Whoo! That's how much God... It's not just that he wants to take care of us. He wants to be with us. And he puts us on his throne with him. Now you think about that. Just, just logically, we talked about being brothers and sisters in here, Right? Now you think about this, if, if Jesus is the Son of God 
and we're God's children, and Jesus wants us to be with him on his throne, Jesus is not just our Lord and Savior, but also our brother. That's like, some people are like, wait wait a minute now, that's, that's almost blasphemous, but that's what he wants. Amen? Think about that. Like, he wants us to be with him. Another thing that was thinking about this week, if the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, if we're invited, if that Holy Spirit's in us and we're in him, we're invited into that Godhead to be part of it, part of him. It's not an edit, it's a him. Amen. Come on. Like, that's how much he loves and cares for us. Do I understand all of it? No way. I'm going to tell you what I know, and I'm going to hope that you can like take it and go with it right and start exploring who this god really is because it is amazing that he wants to do this with us and for us gosh okay here's the thing i get excited about stuff and i think i'm on verse 12 okay thank you therefore brothers and sisters just make sure you're paying attention it's a teaching tactic i use um did you notice that therefore brothers and sisters We have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. But if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. We were orphans spiritually and god adopts us amazing and by him we cry abba father this is not just a yes this is not just a hebrew word for father it's it's an intimate close daddy the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are god's children now if we are children then we are heirs heirs of god and co-heirs with christ if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. We are royalty. That's why we go like, that's why we do the boss walk inside. People will call the police on me if I do that. On <laughs> But on the inside, I'm George Jefferson, baby. Right? Conor McGregor. Got some swag. Because I'm a prince. And you guys are princes and princesses. <laughs> Prince I? I? I consider that our great, that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice but by the will of the one who subjected it and and hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. 
Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I don't know what to say sometimes. Everybody feel like that? God, I know I need something, but I don't even know how to, I don't even know where to start. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son and that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Can I just pause and just kind of take a little bit of a a little bit of a rabbit trail about this whole predestined and, and pre, pre-known and, and that kind of thing. It really trips a lot of people up because there's these factions of Christians that say, well, you have no free will then. God already knows. God, God's already determined. You've already known, right? Forechosen, all that kind of stuff. And, you have no, and then there's other people that, oh, no, no, no. God's going to be as surprised as anybody when you come to know him. And that's not true either. None of it is. But remember, he's not bound by linear time. Remember, he has no past, present, or future. He says he is the great I am. And he knows everything. We always talk about him being omni-everything, omnipotent and omniscient and omnipresent and all that kind of stuff. If he knows everything, he knows who will and who won't. Therefore, he knows who will accept him and take that free will and follow him. He knows and he's seen it before we ever do it in our linear time. That's hard for me to understand, but... Paul, uh, Peter even writes it in 2 Peter 3.8. eight says, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. Some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Now, not everybody does come to repentance, but he wants everything. A kid has got to break the heart of God when people are like, nope, I'm going to follow somebody else. I'm going to reject what you did, yep, yep, I heard you rose from the dead and stuff, but I'm going to follow Buddha or Muhammad or Confucius or something else. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go try to be my own God or I'm going to become an agnostic or I'm going to just start, choose to believe there's, there's no God. It's your, God, it's got to break his heart, right? Because he cares and he wants everybody to be his kids. And so some people take that and say, well, everybody will be. No. No. Those who will accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior can be called children of God. Not everybody's called children. No, they're not. This is very clear in the Scriptures. Amen. It's hard to hear because it sounds intolerant, but it is so, so beautifully written in such a way and so beautifully given in such a way that it's as we talked about last week no excuse for not believing in what we believe guys i'm telling you god knows who will and who won't who would and who wouldn't in every circumstance come to know him but he promises that those who do you can't snatch him out of his hand. Man. Verse 31. We're almost done. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, 
who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? If it is God who justifies, then who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. you got the Holy Spirit groaning for us. you got Jesus interceding. Man, we're covered. God must really love us. Wow. This makes me want to plow through a wall or something. Anybody want to wrestle? <laughs> some adrenaline going for it. Go shovel some snow, pal. You'll get over it pretty quick. <laughs> who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword as it is written? It's talking about one of the psalms here for your sake we face death all day long we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered no in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for i am convinced that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons neither the present nor the future nor any powers neither height nor depth nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god that is in christ jesus our lord and everybody said Come on, man. How can we say God don't care about me? He does. About everything. Because you are not an orphan. And I'm not an orphan. I've been adopted. And God puts his name on me. And he puts his name on you if you so choose this mission. And he calls us sons and daughters. That's why we call each other brother and and sister. It's amazing. Family. God knows your past. And he loves you anyway. Like I said, sometimes I go, God, you sure about this, right? You you remember, okay. God knows your present circumstances and is with you and me. And God knows your future. And he wants you to step into what he has planned for you and what he has planned for me. Guys, I'm asking us to step into this together. Like, step into it together. We've got to hold each other up, spur one another onto these works that help each other to find our place in the kingdom and do what God has called us to do. He is pursuing you. He is he has done everything he can short of, of begging. And I would even, I wonder if he, sometimes I look at this and go, he has pursued so much. It's almost like he's a beggar. And you know what? This is going to sound crazy. He is, but not in the way you're thinking of. He so badly wants us to know him. He so badly wants us to, to come to know him and, and walk with him and, and be with him. And step into that future he has planned for us. It's beautiful, man. Amen? So I want us to, as we we leave here, 
as we're dismissed in a couple of minutes or so, we're like I want us to to honestly and earn like, like eagerly see God with everything we got, man. Get into the word. If you don't understand it, it's all right. God will reveal it to you in his time. Just go. Let's do it together. Get into a believe a belief group if you haven't been in one yet. Get it, like, like start reading these things. Like I said, it's an amazing thing that we get to do. So as we, I'm going to pray us out. And we'll be dismissed here in a few minutes. God, we love you. And we thank you so very, very much. For all you have done. For calling us. God, I, I still like, don't know why. And I know that people struggle with me saying that. But I don't have a definitive answer. Because you are so far above fully understanding. Why you love us. That you love us. How you love us. But you do. And so, Father, I just thank you for that. And I thank you that you have allowed us into your presence to the point where you know even the most intimate, smallest detail of our being. Thank you, God. Thank you for inviting us in. Thank you for showing us your ways. Thank you for loving us, saving us, and being with us. And we thank you in your son Jesus' name. Everybody in the house said.